Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline, get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, They'll work to get you the maximum reward and a tip of the cap thank you as well to associate sponsors, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Bonnet Sales and Service, Camillus Golf Club, and our awesome, awesome friends over at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Make sure you stop by Route 11 if you're in and around Central New York in front of the Brewerton Bridge for Fish Friday each and every week. And of course, those comfort foods are coming back really soon as the weather turns A little cooler, of course, with the Meatloaf Monday, the Turkey Slop Tuesday, and the Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Well, week two in the NFL is in the books, and let's do our weekly recap. And as we always do here on the ML Sports Platter, we go all the way back to last Thursday. And, you know, this was actually a really good week of football. I mean, it was really entertaining. I lost both my fantasy leagues uh, but, you know, hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. You know, I don't know what's more of a crapshoot, the actual NFL games week to week until, you know, the cream of the crop rises to the top, or fantasy football. It's amazing. Like, George Pickens completely not using the offense, and we'll get to the Monday night games, but they are kind of related, and then in other worlds, they're completely not related, fantasy and, 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 real, and football, what I call real football. But the fantasy thing, compared to the games, you know, it, it's, it is still the games because obviously you're picking guys inside the game, but it is kind of a different world is what I'm trying to say. Um, but it is quite amazing when you think about 
you know, the crapshoot and how the similarity is there, right? I mean, like George Pickens isn't even using the offense at all for Pittsburgh. They can't figure it out whatsoever. A.J. Brown's going up against a monster, monster, monster um, uh, 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 weakness for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the Vikings secondary is so bad. Their linebackers are awful. Their defense has been terrible. It's been the second worst part of their team other than the offensive line the last five to seven years. You'd think A.J. Brown would have a huge game on Thursday night. He does nothing. They go deep all day long to Devontae Smith, and George Pickens goes off on Monday Night Football against a better, more physical uh, team in the Cleveland Browns with, by the way, one of the top five edge rushers in all of football in Miles Garrett. And, and again, just tons of physicality in the secondary of the Cleveland Browns and a rivalry game. So it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, I guess that's what makes it frustrating and fun at the same time. But we go back to Thursday and, you know, look, this was a game, again, over and over and over again, I keep saying it. I mean, Minnesota has skill players. You would say to yourself, wow, 364 yards and four touchdowns. That's a great game. Kirk Cousins, right? But again, the throws at the wrong time, missing people at the wrong time. He didn't throw an interception, you know, but it was the throws at the wrong time. Justin Jefferson, 159 yards, you know, in this game, 11 catches, completely unstoppable. And the Philadelphia Eagles were up big in this game, as we know. I mean, they were up 27 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. They hung on, they made more plays. Um, you know, and part of it was DeAndre Swift. I mean, my God, they opened up and unleashed the ground game. Jalen Hurts really didn't have to do a ton in this game. He threw a bad pick. Um, but DeAndre Swift, man, 175 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And, you know, they opened up the Devontae Smith show deep, um, you know, on those routes that, you know, Minnesota secondary guys just can't keep up with the speed of a Devontae Smith. That was a huge thing, you know, in this game. And obviously the Philadelphia defense, you know, two sacks could have been four or five, can always be four or five with, with this team. Um, you know, they've just got guys, dudes all over the place. They are so hard to, 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 to slow down between, you know, Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Um, you know, all the, um, you know, all the Georgia guys, obviously, uh, they, they can blitz and, and they can play zone. They, there, there's so many different formations that they bring to you. And Philadelphia was just able to hang on because in all three phases of the game, they're better when it matters most. They have not played A-plus football yet. They have not played like NFC champions yet. Obviously, it's still very early. Um, but, you know, for a team to, you know, play this way and still be 2-0, I think if you're an Eagle fan, you're like, okay, well, the best is still yet to come. And A.J. Brown still has yet to go off. So, you know, Eagles are really good. You know, Eagles are really good. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, really good teams find ways to win in different ways. Dolphins beat the Patriots 24-17. to uh, Patriots lateral to uh, an offensive lineman on fourth down failed to pay off. A little trickery there. Is that where we're at with New England, really? I mean, with all the skill guys, um, you know, not being on this team with Bill Belichick constructing the roster poorly. Uh, I did a million videos on this uh, this past week. You know, Belichick is, is failing the Patriots. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Uh, Robert Kraft has got to tell him, you're just the head coach now. We're going to bring in a football ops guy because, you know, this offense is 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 better. It's more schematic. Uh, it's more in rhythm with Bill O'Brien. Finally, they've hired an offensive guy to run an offense. Shocking. Remember the Matt Patricia experience, a DC running, you know, the offense is an OC or a pretend OC. Uh, ridiculous. But, um, you know, the Patriots, they look better. They look better. Um, but they still lack players across the board. I mean, you're not going to win many games when you're counting on, you know, Devontae Parker to be your A number one wide receiver. Henry Gusecki born Juju Smith, we heard, had tons of gas left in the tank. Give me a break. Um, so New England skill guys, they just they, they just don't have enough offense. And in this game, 
you know, they did enough, you know, with Stevenson early and the defense and all that sort of stuff. They contained Tyreek Hill. They contained Jalen Waddell as much as you could possibly contain them. They put three safeties back and let's see, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick, I'm going to take away what you do best. Well, Miami said, screw it. We're going to run and run it. They did Mostert with an 121 yard game and two touchdowns. So Miami uh, showed uh, New England, you know, that's how good Miami is too. You could argue the Miami Dolphins right now are the best team in the NFL two weeks into the season. Raheem Mostert, a big part of that, and they can beat you in a bunch of different ways. 24-17, fish over the Pats. Falcons beat the Packers 25-24. Desmond Ritter kept it for that rushing TD, made some plays, but man, doesn't he worry a little bit? A little jittery there at a touchdown and interception. Um, just a lot of offensive weapons on this Falcon team, and you know, I heard Chris Long get asked this on the Dan Patrick show, or excuse me, uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, I listened to both, uh, you know, around the clock, and you know, he was at like, hey, what 2-0 and team surprises you, you know, and, and, and like the Falcons were lumped in there, um, and you know, I, guess, I think it was surprising you the least or whatever, and, 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 and Long said easily Atlanta, I would agree, I mean, this is a really good team, I picked them to go 11-6, and six. I picked them to win the division, this is a really good football team with a ton of weapons when you're throwing B. John Robinson and London and Pitts out there, the question will be, can Desmond Ritter continue to play Within himself, those uniforms are so sick, by the way, with a black jersey and red helmet. I love those uniforms. I like the red. Uh, I kind of like the black helmet, too, but the red is that old school. A lot of teams doing some throwback crap and different helmet stuff. Um, a lot of it I don't like. The Cleveland Browns on Monday night with the white helmet look absolutely ridiculous. The Steelers, you know, going back to that ugly crap when they do, I don't like that. Um, you know, there's certain ones I don't like. Uh, you know, the old Acme Packer one is just brutal. Uh, but, you know, you get the throwback Chargers and all the rest. You get the throwback Buffalo for the Bills. There are a few that I do like. This one is sick with the Falcons and their offense right now. Um, you know, it's tough to keep down. And I know they only scored 25 points. It could have been more with some Desmond Ritter decisions early in this game. But the Falcons get the win at home over the Packers, 25-24. And Arthur Smith's team is rolling. We'll continue to see the mustache by Kyle Brandt. On Good Morning Football. The Bills crush the Raiders 38-10. to Bills fans may be a little worried, right? The Raiders took it right down. Devontae Adams was getting going. Bills get the ball back a three and out. You're like, oh, no. Then all of a sudden, Daquan Jones rushes in. Greg Russo bats the ball. Terrell Bernard intercepts it. And for the early part of that game, that was the game changer. And then the Bills rolled from there. It was a million guys catching the ball. Gabe Davis to Khalil Shakir. Uh, you know, to everybody in between was catching the football. James Cook was huge on the ground and through the air. Uh, they were finding Dawson Knox on the rollout. And this is the Ken Dorsey offense that many of you and me and and football, uh, you know, pundits, uh, you know, kind of envision. This is the offense. You know what I mean? Josh Allen, take the short stuff. Look for the long. Stephon Diggs when you need him. Uh, you know, running the football. Really good balance. Tons of trickery. Tons of motion. Tricky bills. Getting Josh Allen out of the pocket getting a little bit more like the Brian Dable offense in terms of having number 17 survey it. He didn't throw any interceptions. And when Allen doesn't turn the ball over, we know what happens with this football team. They are a Super Bowl contender. That's why last week, yeah, I crushed Josh Allen a little bit because for one week he was awful. But Michael Jordan missed free throws. I'm not saying Michael Jordan and Josh Allen are the same people. But I'm telling you that the greatest of the greats have bad games too. Tiger Woods missed cuts. Wayne Gretzky went nights where he didn't score a goal or, or, or have assists. So, um... These things happen. Allen, you know, again, the Jets are constructed to beat Allen. I mean, their defense, if you look at it, how they're made, they are completely and utterly constructed A to Z to take out Josh Allen. And then look what they did against Dallas. They were left on the field too long, and they got exposed. So, again, week-to-week league, 
Allen was great. The offense was awesome. You know, the Bills' defense came to play as well. Oliver was great. Taquan Jones was great. Russo was great. Bernard was great. Um, I thought Hayden Poyer had nice rebound games as well overall. So the Bills rock 38-10. to They get back in the win column. And now a tough game this week against the Washington Commanders. Meanwhile, Ravens over the Bengals, 27-24. to I tell you what, man, the playmakers of the Ravens, right? Zay Flowers, OBJ, and others, they're making plays. Mark Andrews was healthy. Nice to get him back. Lamar, he's got some help here. And how about Nelson Aguilar making that beautiful over-the-shoulder grab for that Ravens TD? Gus Edwards, they're going to need him a lot because J.K. Dobbins is hurt. Big-time win for the Ravens on the road. They're 2-0 since he's stumbling to 0-2. you got to monitor now that Joe Burrow calf situation. Could be a major blow to the Bengals uh, long-term as far as long-term being this season alone. Seahawks go in for a big boy win over the Lions. They get the walk-off interception. And, you know, I picked Seattle in this game simply because of their unbelievable relentlessness. It's a very simple formula for Seattle. Control the line of scrimmage, make plays when it counts the most, specifically on third down, you know, don't turn the ball over. And, you know, when you need Tyler Lockett, he gives you, you know, um, he gives you a touchdown catch. When you need, you know, uh, uh, Geno Smith to do his thing, he does it. You know, when you need the defensive touchdown, you get it. When you need Pete Carroll to outcoach Dan Campbell, he does it. That's the Seattle formula. They bounce back in a big way after a dud laid last week against the Rams, and I give them a lot of credit. And so they get the big win, 37-31. to Titans 27-24 over the Chargers. Very simple in this one. I picked coaching. I said it beforehand. I'm taking Mike Vrabel over Brandon Staley. I'm also taking the home team over the away team, especially when that away team is coming 3,000 miles west coast to east coast. And Brandon Staley, a lot of people question him, right, with the analytics stuff. Right, like last year, it was why are you going for it on fourth and long in your own territory? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, guess what? Now he's feeling the heat. Well, he's feeling the heat so much that he's making just ridiculous decisions going for it, uh, not going for it, I should say, on fourth and short in the other territory. And so it should be the other way around. It should be punting it fourth and long in your own territory, in their territory, fourth and short. You got to go for it, especially when you have that Justin Herbert guy. But he doesn't do that. They are wasting Justin Herbert's prime. They're wasting Keenan Allen's 100-yard games. They're wasting a lot of things. And Nick Folk picked up smartly by Tennessee. He kicks the game winner for the win, 27-24. to Boring as boring can be, Bears offense. My God, they've shored up the offensive line. They get DJ Moore. They have different personnel, and they're terrible. And Justin Fields is just not making the throws. He's not making the reads. Big-time game from Baker Mayfield, 300 yards plus. And Mike Evans, right now you could argue, is one of the top two or three wide receivers in the entire NFL. I mean, right behind Justin Jefferson and take your pick, Mike Evans has got to be there. He is making play after play after play, and a terrific play by Shaquille Barrett with that pick six as well to secure the win over the Bears 27-17. Speaking of defense, Chiefs over the Jaguars 17-9. They neutralized Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has got to make better, more accurate throws. um, Patrick Mahomes didn't do a ton in this game. 305 yards and two TDs and one interception. Travis Kelsey back on the field, and he did catch a touchdown in this game. But, man, that defense, Chris Jones, I, they're, they're, they're unblockable right now up front. And with what Jones does in terms of his skill set and his drawing double teams, it's an Aaron Donald effect. He still can get you. He still goes after you. Um, he got one and a half sacks, and then from there, it opens up, you know, the lane for George Karloftis and, you know, Mike Dan and company and, and, and others. And, you know, Karloftis and Jones both had one and a half sacks They were fantastic in this game where the Chiefs defense stepped up, big boy defense, in a win over the Jaguars. Eh, You know, the Jaguars are people's darlings, but again, Super Bowl champs come into town and people change quick, don't they? 49ers, 30-23, win over the Rams. I give the Rams a lot of credit. They played awesome football in this game. They fought hard. They won last week against Seattle. 
They're playing well in the first two weeks. Sean McVay is a big boy head coach. It just turned out that they lacked a little bit of skill. Hard to keep down the Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, you know, type of players uh, on this uh, on this team. And Matt Stafford, you know what? He's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame one day, but he does the same thing over and over, just like his Detroit days. Even though he has a Super Bowl ring, even though he's done well in L.A., even though he did fairly well in Detroit with one of the worst offensive lines in football, he still throws costly fourth-quarter picks and did the same here. New York Football Giants, oh my God, 31-28 to winners. Whew, they had to win this game, man, because you go 0-2, that's probably the season. I'm serious, because they have a short week playing the San Francisco 49ers Thursday night football on the West Coast <clears throat> this week. So, you know, you can imagine that's probably an 0-3 situation if they had lost to Arizona. But as it turns out, they're down 20, and they just stayed the course. Brian Dable continued to stay the course. They called all the right plays. Uh, they got a couple of big stops on defense. Daniel Jones hung in there. And, uh, you know, they overcame that 21 points to, to, to take down the Cardinals and go 31 and 28. I kind of feel bad for Arizona, man. I mean, two weeks into the season, playing extremely hard, blown lead, and coming up short just a couple of times. And they played extremely, extremely physical football and played super hard for their coaching staff, but it just isn't meant to be. How about Hyatt, man? This is the guy the Giants really knew that they got in the NFL draft. Uh, two catches for 89 yards, making huge plays. The Tennessee <clears throat> product, uh, obviously, in the NFL draft was picked in the third round. I think he's going to be a huge big-time player. I mean, I love his game the last uh, couple of years at Tennessee. He's a go-up-and-get-it guy. He can stretch the field and uh, really makes life easier for Daniel Jones. There is a loss, though, even though the Giants won. Saquon Barkley with the ankle injury, that looked really bad. Uh, you know, He uh, is out for about three weeks. Could be lo- as long as five, but right now it looks like three. Cowboys over the Jets, 30-10. to 10. Mentioned the Jets earlier in the show. I mean, they're just left on the field too long. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. Um, they've got to really figure out a way, um, you know, here with the Jets to, to, to be able to get off the field. Zach Wilson was brutal in this game. Things are unraveling really quickly too, right? Sauce Gardner going to social media. Uh, seems to be some frustration in the locker room. This is all from the Aaron Rodgers injury, obviously. A season that was built up, Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. <clears throat> you know, and, and, and as many have said, Chris Long included, Basically, Groundhog Day. It's Jets football, man. Even if Aaron Rodgers was in there, this game was going to be a tough game for the New York Jets. And I love the skill players right now for the Dallas Cowboys, and that includes a guy who I just don't feel great about when the stakes are high. I'm not falling into the Cowboy love just yet. I know everybody wants to do it this time of year. I'm not falling into it, Dak Prescott, yet. But right now, super efficient, getting the ball in the end zone, using Pollard, using play action. CeeDee Lamb is one of the best receivers in football. I'm not buying in just yet because this is what the Dallas Cowboys do. The national media goes bananas over them every year in the preseason. They go crazier when they win a couple of games. Let's hold the phones on the Cowboys. Here's when you're going to know a little bit more about the Dallas Cowboys, okay? They should roll the Patriots this week and then beat New England and go 4-0. Can you imagine what the narrative is going to be then about the Cowboys? Power rankings, top team in the NFL, Micah Parsons, who, by the way, is absolutely absurd. I mean, he is stopping... Everything. He's a one-man wrecking crew in this generation's Lawrence Taylor, and that is not hyperbole. He's a phenomenal football player. It's going to be October 8th, gang. It's going to be Sunday Night Football. It's going to be giving me some Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. It's going to be 38, 39 million people, maybe over 40 million watching with two iconic brands, the rivalry, the 80s and 90s, 49ers and Cowboys, and Shades of Aikman, and Young, and Montana, and Rice, and Irvin, and Emmett Smith, and you know, those unbelievable players and coaches and Super Bowls and all the rest, those logos, 
at San Fran, baby. That game is going to be absolute. I don't even need to look at the rest of the slate. It will stun me if that's not the game of the week. But I think the Niners and the Patriots, if they can win the next two, that will help. Uh, excuse me, the Niners and the Cowboys. If they can win the next two, that's going to help big time. And that game is going to be the showcase game to find out more about who the Dallas Cowboys really are. The rest of the NFL Week 2 recap is coming up next here in the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our great friend Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf. Hey, be sure to buy Under Armour Golf and other apparel direct from Trey Walewski and get your gear for wholesale. No middleman markup. You can email him now at treypgasales at gmail.com. That's treypgasales, T-R-E-Y-P-G-A sales, treypgasales at gmail.com. A proud ML Sports Platter supporter. And a big time thanks to Camillus Golf Club, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and our awesome friend, Courtney, over at Maple Down Senior Living Community. Call her today, 315-400-9666. That's 315-400-9666. And Google A Place For My Mom and Google Caring.com as well. And the website will come right up. And hey, if you have a loved one who needs to go into a safer, better place, uh, with round-the-clock care and all the rest, meals included, cable included, room service included, a shuttle included, go to Maple Down Senior Living Community. Visit caring.com and Google a place for mom today. Courtney at Maple Down Senior Living Community, a proud platter s- supporter. More week two NFL recap next. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're brought to you by Welsh & Company Jewelers, Stanley Law Offices, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian. He's on Facebook and LinkedIn and at advisors.massmutual.com. Financial future. Really excited about ours. Thanks to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. few more games to recap here. Commanders go into Denver and win 35-33. I'm not sure the Sean Payton offense, you know, I don't know what we're doing here. It's kind of a roller coaster situation. Um, and, you know, the Commanders now a physical team. They have playmakers, right? Brian Robinson looks really good. They make big-time plays late in games. They're physical up front. I know this was kind of a game where both teams scored a ton, so you can't really say, well, the Commanders' defense. But they do make plays when it matters. I mean, Cody Barton... Really, really great game. They had seven total sacks, and that Denver offensive line, like Minnesota's, has been horrible. I mean, look, Nathaniel Hackett was brutal last year. Russell Wilson took a you know a bunch of steps back, but you have to admit that in a team game, the offensive line for Denver it ain't helping them. Seven Washington Commander sacks, and now the Buffalo Bills offensive line will need to play like they did against the Raiders, specifically Spencer Brown against Max Crosby, because you got to deal with guys, you got to deal with dudes on this team. Chase Young's a dude, you know. Montez Sweat's a dude. They've got guys who can get after you. James Smith-Williams, great start to the year. They need to neutralize that defensive line, they being Buffalo. Sean Payton's offense, you were throwing it down the field. I thought, man, you know, we were all on the couch. It was a football Sunday. We're feeding the baby. My wife and I, my wife's become a huge football fan, so it's something that we can share. She hates every other sport, but she loves the NFL, so we share that. And she's really in tune with the league. I mean, she likes the league. She watches the Bills, you know, every second. Um, And I just kind of was like, oh, and I had the red zone on my TV because, yeah, you know, Three-and-a-half-year-old Quinn was dictating our television, so I'm watching a little Red Zone on my phone. And, you know, it, it was like, okay, there it is. You know, Russell Wilson threw a bomb. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, let's open it up. Let's get the offense going. This is the Sean Payton offense because I want Denver to play well. I think it would be great for the league if Russell Wilson played well, you know. And 
Russell Wilson throws that bomb in the first quarter to Marvin Mims, who's a phenomenal player too, by the way. And it's 14-3 Denver. And I'm like, here we go. Like, this is Denver's game. Like, this is it. The offense, here we go. Like, Russell Wilson, beauty. He hasn't forgotten how to play football. And then they score again on a beautiful 90-yard drive. And I'm, I'm watching all of this, you know, transpire. And all of a sudden, it's Washington, you know, touchdown. Washington, two-point conversion. Washington, field goal. And all of a sudden, it's a touchdown again difference in the lead and this game is going Washington's way and then it's Washington touchdown and then a Denver field goal then TD TD and I'm like you've got to be kidding me and then Denver just couldn't you know get back at that point and they lose you know 35-33 tough start to the year for the Broncos um you know and they're 0-2 at home too and and that's something that really hurts you if you're a Bronco fan because Denver is a pretty good home team but you know you look at Washington man and, and again it wasn't a tremendous defensive effort obviously they got a lot of sacks but then the secondary got blown up. So it was kind of a mix and match there of, of, of positive, negative. But look, they've got McLaurin. They've got Brian Robinson. They have playmakers like crazy. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson, dangerous out of the out of the backfield as well. So the Commanders 2-0. It'll be an interesting game in D.C. this week against the Buffalo Bills. Double dip Monday Night Football. Hate it when there's two games. Want to focus on one. Saints sneak out of uh, Carolina with a win 20-17. I took a chance on uh, uh, Carolina. It was a stupid pick. Um, you know, I probably should have gone with a veteran quarterback and, oh, by the way, I should have gone with the best player on the football field in Chris Olave. I mean, this guy, these Ohio State wide receivers are absolutely absurd in the route running and the hands and all the rest and what they do on the football field. Carolina had no answer for Chris Olave. Six catches and 86 yards could have been a lot more had Derek Carr targeted him. Uh, I would have targeted him 5, 10, 15 more times. I mean, I'm serious. I, I don't think there's a game you know, that goes by where you don't give them at least 15 targets, especially in this offense where after Olave, it's pretty weak and there's nobody who can cover this guy. And the Saints defense, you know, they made, uh, you know, plays, obviously they, uh, uh, you know, great tackling defense. Uh, This is a a team in Coach Allen that really uh, loves to, you know, get after the football and Lattimore's a stud, uh, still Honey Badger doing his thing. A lot of studs, a lot of tacklers, a lot of guys, Cam Jordan and company, a lot of veterans who know how to play football. New Orleans got it done, and Olave is unstoppable. He really is. Meanwhile, Steelers over the Browns, 26-22. George Pickens unleashed 127 yards and a touchdown again. I did start him in fantasy. I could never imagine a game like this considering what happened in week one, but that's why they play the games. I thought A.J. Brown was going to dominate the Vikings. That's why I started him, and it cost me. Uh, Travis Etienne, you know, going out didn't help me either. But Pickens, man, I mean, what a secure win over the Browns, Uh, you know, doing Steeler things, right? Like doing like physical football, you know, stripping the ball, Highsmith, TJ Watt running it in, right? That is so Steelers, you know? And TJ Watt talked after the game about, you know, we pride ourselves on making the difference defensively. And boy, did they ever. A home game, a divisional game, a defensive uh, turnover and touchdown. It's so Steelers. Uh, They got the uh, non-call on fourth down there late and uh, just a big time win. And again, unleashed was George Pickens in this game. Kenny Pickett, doesn't look that great two games into the season. I think they really got to figure him out. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more of figuring out, you know, I don't want to say the run game, but a little bit more from a dynamic standpoint. I don't really love the coordinator hire there in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, and again, you have a defensive head coach in Mike Tomlin, who I love, who I've said, oh, just give him a lifetime contract. They always win. Maybe I'll take that back. Uh, you know, offense, 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 baby. But, uh, you know, the defense got it done. And, and I had... Said it, I've said it a million times. I'm waiting until Deshaun Watson can actually make plays and win a game on his own, and he couldn't do it against Pittsburgh. He couldn't do it, and uh, threw the bad interception as well. So uh, this was a loss for the Browns in more ways than one. Nick Chubb, gosh, eight years ago, he had that brutal 
you know, injury. Uh, and, and now he, he has it again. Right. And, um, it is just so sad. Um, I know that this is what they sign up for. I really do. But my God, I mean, when you think about this, um, you know, against Tennessee, when he was in college, dislocated the left knee, tore his MCL, PCL, and LCL with cartilage damage. It's that same injury. And uh, man, oh man, oh man, do I feel bad for him. Tremendously, tremendously brutal game. And I know, again, I know they sign up for it. I do. But it's still tough to see. And anybody doing like these screenshots and showing high, the highlight, you know, I don't want to say highlight, but showing the replay of that, please, like, you know, get away. Like, stop doing that. It's a human being. Pittsburgh gets it done, 26-22. The ML Sports Platter, hopefully getting it done for you here on an NFL Week 2 recap. We are all brought to you by our good friends at Bowers & Company CPAs, the Allen Angus Pub, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, when your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales today, Route 11, in Central Square. They've got all kinds of great stuff going on. The door specialist and their family-owned and operated for half a century. And uh, right now, the uh, free estimates in and around Central New York, no matter where you are, from Central Square to Fayetteville, Marcellus, Pulaski, Pennaville, Paris, Jordan, Kirkville, anywhere you are in the Onondaga and Oswego counties, they're serving you with free estimates today. Bonnet Sales and Service, improve your home today with brand new garage doors. It's a door specialist. For more, log on to bonnetsalesandservice.com. That's bonnetsalesandservice.com. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and Friends of the Platter, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Swan and Whitaker families. Hey, as I always tell you, Enjoy the games. This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork, and it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU! We're in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.